Arka müzik imi kentan. Welcome to another episode of Absolute Focus. Um, we're all pretty tired today. Our guest had yeah. to drive for two hours in traffic. On and, a sunny day. And we came uh, from a kirtan. With the best langar. With langar. So if, you like, know, if you don't know what langar is, please tell yeah, me. Yeah, langar is, is <clears throat> free. Uh, so in the Sikh religion... Uh, anytime there's sort of a religious service or anything, there's langar, which is free food afterwards. And it's it's from the blessed days food. of... Yeah, it's blessed <laughs> food, and it's from the founder of the religion, Siddhu Guru Nanak Dev Ji. And he... Um, like, the idea was that everybody sits on the floor together, and whether and you're a king or a peasant, you all eat together, and, they'll all, and, and nobody will go hungry. Yeah. hungry. Um, <clears throat> and it's like... It's probably the coolest part about our religion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Rina Ismail did that thing about interfaith and all that. Like, I'm all for it. We're all come from the same place. And, like, we're all brothers and sisters that from the true. one. Well, we got some good food. <laughs> like, our religion's got some good food. And they, like... All right, calm down. <clears throat> like, you know, like, we... The seven deadly sins, right? They've got, like, gluttony. Yeah. But if you notice, like, our five <laughs> sins, we took out gluttony. That is true. Obviously, because we, we just ate our asses off. <laughs> There was like 14 things there. They, it was really delicious. So like malai kofta, like uh, biryani. Yeah, uh, the layered one. Dal, like garlic naans. Yeah. Uh, it was like, there was Rasmai. so much food. <laughs> yeah. So Ice cream. We're eating dessert and Kvamaji goes, uh, are you going to have, you which one are you going to have? Ras malai or ice cream? I'm what like, a mistake. which one? Are you How do you think I got this comfortable figure? <laughs> I go both. <laughs> right. The kids do love that figure. So we're all stuffed and super tired. <laughs> but what's going to wake us up is we have an amazing guest. Um, we're fans of her music. We're going to listen to a couple, a couple of her tracks today. Uh, we've been following her for, for years now. And we have a common set of friends. Um, and it's for some reason our paths haven't crossed. But today, because of the show, they have. And we're really honored that we have Rashi Kulkarni as a guest today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so are you okay? There was a long drive? I'm good. I'm great. <laughs> I have the best chai. It's my second cup, so I'm, I'm great. Cool. Good. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. So I don't think... So you're, you, you got your master's degree from USC mm -hmm. in music. I did. Gumbleji's from England. She doesn't know what USC is, right? But I kind of... Like, University... Of oh. Southern California. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's not just that. It's Wait, like, it's called a university. It's not college, yeah? Yeah. I don't like this college, college, if I'm going to college. No, it's actually called a university. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> the USC has like a culture, like a camaraderie, and like that your alumni <laughs> uh, situation is that you guys all connect with each other. Absolutely, yeah. So I don't think other universities have that brotherhood. Like if somebody came up to me and was like, I went to UC San Diego too, and I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Well, I mean, I did a graduate program for film scoring, and it was very niche. It's very specific. Yeah. And they only take 20 students a year. So, oh, wow. and it's only a year-long program. So you do, I mean, you spend like 24-7 <clears throat> with these students, yeah. you know, and you get close because you're all in the same boat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like every job opportunity I got out of school was because of my USC network. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah. It, it, 
it's something that you're really connected to and like oh yeah i mean like i wouldn't you know i feel like grad school is different than undergrad yeah that's true you know what i mean um it's just a different energy different vibe you're in a different place in your life yeah so i mean i definitely don't i don't have that same like you know let's go all to the football games or anything it was because and it was just it was a year-long program we were always working um but i love all my mentors and my teachers from usc i'm still connect like i'm still in touch with all of them and my classmates and then uh, students who did the program before me and after me you know we're all connected because we're all we're all film composers right so um in that sense there's a, a really great sense of community which is i mean it's awesome so it's really cool. so let's go back a little bit like how did you you get started in music oh gosh like like i feel like with all of us it's like when we we're kids right yeah uh, i started taking piano lessons when i was seven and then i started taking flute lessons when i was nine and it was kind of just like i loved playing the piano we had these little dinky uh keyboards at my house and i you know before i started taking lessons i would always go and play them so my mom one day had come up to me she's like do you want to you want to take piano lessons i was like yeah and then it just stuck yeah and then i you know as i got older i became more serious about the craft and i you know i was doing recitals i was doing adjudications festivals um you know all sorts of performances and um and then I, when I was 11 years old, I had switched piano teachers. Um, it was, I'm from Maryland. And my piano teacher from the age of 7 to 11 was like, you know, I've taught you everything that I can. There's another teacher in town who I think you should take lessons from. So That's she, pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Not all teachers do that. I know. But <laughs> so I, I switched uh, teachers when I was 11. And that teacher had gone to Juilliard, was very strict. She is. She's still teaching. She's 92. Oh and she's goodness. still teaching. Oh, wow. I just talked to her last week. <laughs> um, and she really is the one who pushed me and motivated me. Like, she had me playing Chopin at 11. I played my first piano concerto when I was 13. Wow. She was, like, such a great uh, mentor. It's so awesome when you find those kind of teachers and mentors yes it it makes all the difference it makes all the difference and i feel like the teachers i had growing up you know because i'm from a small town right and at that time we didn't have youtube and we didn't have social media or anything but whenever you know if they saw something they they're the ones who gave me the platform to perform Mm. um you know for concerts like my my choir teacher in middle school um she she asked me she had heard me play something I was like 11 years old. It was like a Chopin nocturne. And I was playing it for her um, because there was an adjudication coming up where three judges kind of, you know, rate, rate you and, you know, judge you on your skills. And then so I'm playing this and, you know, I'm 11 years old and she started crying. So I was mm. like, oh, God, like <laughs> I'm making like, did I do something yeah. wrong? And she just she was like, you play with emotion. And she was like, I want you to play um, for the spring concert for the choir concert i want you to do a piano solo so in middle school like every year i played a so solo. wait what age was this story i was 11 so because that is <clears throat> what we said yesterday when we were listening to mu- yeah, music yeah, yeah was that you play yeah, with, with emotion. emotion and that oh, your music has you. emotion in it thank yeah. you so when we like in the indian classical world sometimes we don't have the words to describe uh something like that right like they'll just say like kya feeling Ka right. expression, <laughs> yeah. right? Ka expression. Yeah, right? You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Top of the <laughs> but that's that's what they're. Yeah. There's emotion, like. Uh, yeah, you, you need that. So to- is that something that you 
like was it just always there did she show you how to do that no it was just always it's yeah you can't i don't know it was always there you know i mean i feel like you know we're all musicians like when we're playing our instrument that's our kind of way of expressing ourselves and you know i I may not be like the most eloquent person but when i'm playing my instrument i feel like i'm like in a totally different world yeah the one thing my teacher did teach uh teach me was you know, when you're approaching a piece, and because it's all Western classical music, um, she would still say like, okay, with a Bach piece, this is, let's analyze this piece. Now we're getting like really nerdy, but okay, no, let's fine. analyze they're this piece, nice, you know. <laughs> we have the subject, we have the counter subject, There's, this is a dialogue, and we would literally go through the entire piece and analyze how this is, a, it's a conversation. Yeah. Or if it's like, you know, WC or Chopin, she's like, picture something, you're telling a story. So I always got into this mindset of like, I need to tell a story. Yeah. And and then I would just get into my own bubble. And like, that's just kind of once once you're playing, it's like you're, you know, you're yeah. just a different person. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about like the tra- uh, some of the tracks we're going to listen to today. But that is I mean, that's cool that it's been there since age 11. That, yeah. I mean, that's I the first you have that all your life, though. You're born with that, that feeling. Yeah. I, I don't know. You can't really learn agree, it, but... though. Yeah, because I, I mean, you can enhance. Like, so it. You can enhance if you take it. my buying example as an example, right? Yeah. I kind of like always had that, but then I definitely know knew that I had that, so then I hone in on it. Yeah. Right. I double down. Well, yeah. So I is mean, that something that you like? <clears throat> I started, you're like, I got this emotional quality. Let me. No, make it it's just it. it wasn't. I don't know. That's a really good question. Because <laughs> you know, what? I never think about it. I because yeah. I do know when I started taking lessons. I was when I was seven. By the time I was eight, like I have journal entries where I'm like, I want to, I want to grow up and be a pianist. And like, I love playing the piano, you know? And that was just kind of my way. I have like, and I still have my cassette tapes where I would like, you know, press play and record at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the good old days. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, like today is so whatever date and this is my song. And of course, yeah, when you're that young, the, the songs are not as, uh, you know, complex, but, um, I think honestly, I do think when I, um, when I started with my teacher, the Juilliard teacher, she pushed me in such a way that I think, it opens your eyes and like this is wow like because these these pieces are so complex and so you know virtuosic and like Chopin is a romantic composer mm. so you have to tap into that yeah. and so I feel like it's always there but yeah if you have great teachers like so what were your, what was your training like with her was it like how did you oh meet, gosh meet with her daily um, I was I had weekly lessons and when I you know when I started out with her it was like forty five minutes because you know, kids' attention spans, I guess, are not that long. And I was also taking flute lessons. I was in band. I was in orchestra, choir, you know, you name it. And uh, so it was just every week lessons. And it was, we would go through like five pieces uh, a week. And it was all from different uh, periods. So it was like, I had to do Baroque, classical, romantic. uh, And then I would do exercises. We would do ear training. We would do theory it was like very intense. 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 Wow. Yeah. Oh, and she would totally know if like I didn't practice one of the pieces, you oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's kind of weird. Like, so we come from a different tradition. Yeah. Like we come from the Guru Shishya Prampa. Like, well, we have our one guru, like right. or Ostad. Right. We never ever leave. And um, but the things you just said happen. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like ear training or whatever, they like it's when you're driving them to the airport and you put a re- and they say put this recording on and then 
they say something. You don't know that it's a lesson, but it's a lesson. It's a lesson. Like yeah. when I'm at Carl's Jr. and like, you know, he's eating his uh, Chris Cup fries or whatever, <laughs> like uh, he throws out something and then you're like, oh, that's theory. It's theory. Yeah. And then the, then there's like history comes just in conversation oh, yeah. because you're around these people. Yeah. The, the time in front of the instrument is like not as. Right. As a. It's important. Uh, it's important, but it uh, the other parts are like what just make it yeah just yeah. as important. And sometimes they outweigh the other one, right? Because yeah. you're only in front of the instrument like for an hour. Right. Yeah, he never sat with us for like eight hours, right? Like you have to know yeah. the foundation. You have. To, I feel like it's so important. You have to know theory, ear training, yeah. all these things because that's what makes you. Even then, when you're composing and creating, it's gonna and even playing different pieces, you're gonna understand the intricacies of the piece because mm. you know the theory behind it yeah. and you know like where you know where was this composer going with this so mm, what was he thinking what was he thinking yeah and so, um, so the, one of the other things you do is you compose <coughs> yeah. so was that also in the training or did that that was on my own that was yeah. just natural too yeah that's something i was i just loved going to the piano and like coming up with ideas and just recording them on my tape recorder yeah. and then so yeah when i was like in fourth grade they had this school-wide competition and i composed a piece and it went to state level and i and it was what is it fourth grade yeah i got second place in wow. in the state of maryland for my piano composition so i did it again in fifth grade and it was like you know whatever award of excellence and i had to handwrite at my piano piece at that time i'm like okay you know you have your five yep. <laughs> you print out <laughs> five <laughs> steps five steps and um, hand wrote the the composition. So yeah, I always wanted to um, compose yeah, and and storytell. Yeah, wow. that's really cool. You need to get this mother on piano, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you need she, a teacher, <laughs> yeah, she loves it. Like she like she's drawn to the piano and she's drawn to the guitar. Oh. So she needs to see people who play. I yeah, think. I I miss that's one thing. I feel like because I've kind of uh, gone into the film scoring. Uh, career and i haven't gotten to perform as much and i definitely yeah. missed that yeah. so it's there's a balance you, you know there's definitely a, yeah performing is a, definitely a rush it is yeah. it's a different experience you, what you come up with on stage mm -hmm. um and like once you can sort of feel comfortable on stage and, and i still have nights where sometimes i'm not um oh, your hands just aren't moving as yeah but then everybody but though. then when you do have those moments where you're like i got this and, <laughs> yeah. and the and you just and love so, it it's such a rush yeah like i mean that concert we did in san rafael there was some uh things that happened like kamuji had a the shoulder second one. the second one. Oh yeah well kamuji had a shoulder injury oh really and bad. she couldn't like lift her arm up like i had like to comb her hair yeah he had to comb my hair and, yeah like, like she couldn't do weeks. anything oh my god and so we had all these ideas we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do this and then now the goal was just yeah, survive yeah. just see like get through from the like 60 minutes and get through it that's it right. don't worry about what happens oh, yeah. right. turned out it was one of our best concerts <laughs> Yeah, because we we threw out any thoughts out the window, right? That's true. And we were just, just like, let's just survive. Yeah. And then we just like pretty much improvised. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, even though we say we improvised, you always like on the drive over, you're thinking you're about thinking it. Of you're course. planning, right? Yeah. Um, so, sometimes like us Indian classical musicians like, like to pretend that like <laughs> it all just comes from the divine. It's more and all like, <laughs> what is it? 
planned planned improvisation. improvisation. Right, right. Hey, it works. Yeah. And a bit of acting. So that was one of the concerts where our goal was literally like, she can't, uh, she has to wear this, you had this patch. I had had a heat patch here. Yeah. So we're not thinking about music. We're thinking of like, how can we position the shawl to cover it? I had to wear clothes that I could actually put on. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like because and we I put zero thought i was insisting that i have to do this concert because i'd been planning and i was like i have to do it. it's gonna be so awesome i was gonna ask why did you like why yeah, did why i do it and we don't did we we were just excited to play it and i was i could just could not not do it right i would yeah. have like it would have hurt me even more than the injury oh no <laughs> yeah but you I got through to it. Do it you got through yeah, it yeah we drove up it yeah, was really hard for me to yeah. sit in the car it was ridiculous oh we God. got there but it but because we put no thought into the music yeah. like it you just did your thing. It, the it, training t- like, was, took yeah. us like, absolutely. My, yeah, yeah. I couldn't play very fast, but it was clean. Right. The and then yeah, took and you over. did. You went more emotional. Yeah. Like that, you were like that's amazing. You were like, like forget the speed. Like let's just go emotional. Because sometimes yeah. you just think about technique and like ah, oh, you're right. I need to get this perfect. It has to be the, the syncopation has to be perfect. Three into four has to fit perfectly. Right. But I was like, I don't even care. Right. <laughs> no, and you know what? I, that's one thing is like when you're performing in front of people, they can feel when you're yeah. putting oh, your emotion yeah. into it. That's what I like love because yeah. it's like yeah. that direct. Because I, I mean, film is great too. Like obviously, your storytelling and you're enhancing that story, but the it's just a different experience when it's live right. and you yeah. can like feed off of and Absolutely. also when you're jamming with other musicians like that's the yeah. best feeling on yeah, stage yeah that's really cool so good. they're both different i mean they're both really great but they're just different experiences yeah and they're both really. different skill sets and yeah right we're, we're, we're trying to learn both yeah yeah we're, we're all learning yeah <laughs> so you had all this experience when you were young yeah then you were trying to get an economics degree so how I, did, w- <laughs> I, I was like try, uh, <laughs> Okay, look, we all have Indian parents. Right. I'm, an, I'm a software engineer. See? Okay. So. No, I mean, you know, growing up, I was very, uh, again, like strict about practicing and, and <clears throat> about my craft. My piano teacher wanted me to uh, go to conservatory, and I actually did prepare to go, and I um, auditioned at conservatories, but I was looking at programs that had universities, like, connect, like they were, like, mm. affiliated with mm. universities because, you know, it's... Okay, when you're doing music, and especially when you're born and raised here, our parents, they don't necessarily know that you can do this as a career. Yeah. You know, they're just... And it's still, yeah, it's, hard. it's a risk. It's, it's hard. It's a risk. It's and a lot of our friends, like, struggle. Right? I yeah. mean, yeah. So it, was, it wasn't out of, um, you know, anything except they want to make sure their kids are okay. That you're covered. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, I went to uh, GW. I got a piano scholarship there, so that's why I wanted to go there, and I wanted to be in a city. <laughs> But I, I even at that time, I was looking at film scoring uh, programs at different schools. Yeah. But my parents were like, look, music will always be with you. Why don't you get a degree? And it's like a backup. You know, you never know. And so um, I had taken an econo- economics class. I was like, this is interesting, you know. And I thought I could apply that, you know, the business side of things to um because I knew eventually I wanted to do music. Yeah. But I was like, I'll do, I'll, I mean, I learned so much. So, so did, uh, have, you. have you been using that? Like, no. Does it help? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used the degree per se. No, but I mean, in your music sort of dealings and because that, that's a nasty side that we all hate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yo, it, yeah, in that sense, yeah, it has helped. I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be well-versed and you want to be well-read in all right. all fields or as, as many fields as you can be. So it was, it was just a, it was 
a good uh, a good <laughs> subject to study. Yeah. Um, but like, but, so when when you have to negotiate a contract for this blah 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 film, can you use those skills or? Uh, I think that's a little bit different, and also I graduated like you know eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but at that time I feel like it was, it was Cause good. that's the stuff we all suck at. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, it is tough. It is tough. <laughs> We're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I just want to play. I just want to play. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's tough, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem to be doing all right for yourself. So it must've helped. It, it, I mean, it was good. I, I, well, I will say this. I feel like in life and whatever we do, whatever paths we take, you still end up where you're supposed to be. Mm. So like, because of the economics, um, degree i was able to like use those skills and you know it, it, it just gets you to the next thing even though i'm not like <coughs> proactively using the degree yeah um it's it's it all helps yeah you know definitely i mean like i mean i'm a software engineer i know like my computer skills help with like all this see self-promotion and all this stuff yeah, all although that. sometimes i can't start instagram <laughs> I have a Same. master's degree in computer Same. science. I can't figure this social stuff out. Same. That's a yeah. whole other beast. Yeah. Know. That takes yeah. too much time. It takes so much. So time. let's like uh, let's listen to one of uh, Rashi's tracks. Let's listen to Yatra from her Ooh. latest EP. And I'm gonna drink my chai. And we're back. That was Yatra from Rashi's EP. And that was a gorgeous track. It featured lovely, lovely. Um, Max E.T., who's Gamalji's Gurubai. Um, he's Gurbai. an amazing dulcimer player, <laughs> but he's also learned from Shivji. Um, it has Shankar Tucker, mm -hmm. who's like... An awesome player we, himself. A clarinet player. And we were just talking about emotion. He's another guy that yeah. he goes all in with emotion, emotion. Yeah. It gets you. Yeah, it yeah. gets you. It hits you in the heart, brings mm -hmm. out those tears. That's what that's we're drawing music, to. Right? That's what we're drawn to. Right? If you don't that, cry, that's yeah. just no point. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally with you. Where you get the, 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 the hair the stand up. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, then jo uh, Jomi George played the blonde. Yeah, Jomi George is another uh, great guy. Yeah. Um, so, and Shankar's like following Harajji like just amazingly. Yeah. Um, so tell us about that track. Like, how did it come about? Like, I mean, I mean, your oh your playing is wonderful, and the the whole the well, thanks. It's, the <laughs> composition is beautiful. Like the way it's arranged is beautiful. Thank you. Uh, oh gosh, I mean, so this was yeah, this was part of my debut EP, and you know, Yatra means journey. Yeah. Um, and I had written this song actually when I was in grad school. And I was just, you know, I feel like anytime you're going through a certain circumstance or experience, you kind of go to your instrument and it's, you just start like jamming and improvising. Yeah. And so I had, I had come up with this theme, like the, da, 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 da. I'm not going to sing it, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I started, I, I was like, I want, I want to play harmonium on it. And I just started to build around the, the, that, uh, theme and then I wanted, I was like, okay, but this, it's missing something. Like, you know, that's why I had asked Shankar and Max, like, can, if they can come in and like fill it out. And, um, I don't know, it's just supposed to be an uplifting song. Um, and it, the one thing, this is like a, again, a, like a kind of a nerdy thing with all the other tracks on my EP, there's like a definite like ending yeah. on this one. It just fades out because it just keeps going because it's yeah, a the journey. The journey's <laughs> not going to end. We're still on that journey. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it was just, uh, it's just one of those uplifting tracks. So when you work with other musicians, so, so like Shankar and Max and, and all these guys on these track, on this track, do you write their parts for them? Do you let them improvise? Do you work with both, each other? Both. Like, you know, I always have a very clear 
uh, idea of what I want. So I will write out the music and the themes. Um, And then, you know, like for the alap, I'll say, do your thing, you know, and and then I'll come in. And but yeah, I do write out uh, all all the scores and notation. But yeah, no, of course. I mean, with that's the beauty with Indian classical music is there's room for improvis- improvisation. Yeah. So um, that like even at the end, you know, that's when he does. You know, you let the musicians do their thing too. Um, you never want to take away from that. Yeah. Mm. No, we will. We appreciate that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you have any Indian classical training? You know, I took lessons, but I would say I I wouldn't call myself like an aficionado. I would say I. Western classical is my forte, mm. but yes, I studied Indian classical. I studied, you know, all different genres, jazz, just so, because you want to be well versed, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I would call myself a Western classically trained yeah. uh, musician. So, do you like? Do you think of rags or? I started to only when I started like working on my own stuff. Yeah. Like I'll like sing some like something into like a voice memo, and, and I then I start thinking, okay, oh, this is this could be yummy. Okay, yeah, you know, something yeah. like that. Because when you when you think of it in the Western, like, oh, this is Lydian, you know, like it's it's different. Yeah, so we don't understand right? any of those terms. Yeah. Okay, I've heard them. I yeah. forget which one Lydia is. I mean, we'll modal, fake our way through in the like in a session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it really depends on what I'm composing. If I'm composing where I'm, I want it to be very Indian-based, then I think in terms of the rock, because there are rules, right? Yeah. So, um, but if it's something else, then, or if it's like a fusion, then you can kind of <laughs> blur the lines yeah. a little right. bit. Yeah. I mean, we blur those lines all right? the time, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like more and more, like, you'll you hear music that's, which I actually love. I love fusing different genres together. So I love, you know, incorporating like elements from Western classical, Indian classical, jazz, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, um, our so we we experiment with like all different genres and our kind of rule is like, does it sound good? Right. So yeah. people have this thing that like fusion is bad, especially in our Indian classical world. Yeah. I think on the Western side, people are okay with it. But yeah. that fusion is bad. The but they don't understand do. that like, Fusion has been going on forever. Kayal music exactly. is fusion. Even like, in Bollywood our films, our tabla music hear... is like tabla is a fusion instrument. Like yeah. it's all fusion. Like yeah. Ustad Amir Khan, who's like the god of Indian classical vocal, is fusion music. If you think of it, like that, it pulled in the Persian influences and like it broke the drupad and like it, it, it's that's. Our job is to just keep pushing, push, right. push, push, push. I think it's so and then great. there's there's like good. Uh, there's good music and there's bad music. That's, That's what it comes part. down to. Right. <laughs> right. I agree. I mean, yeah, again, I think it's like, you know, you pay respect to the the style, but yeah. you should always be pushing the boundary and, a little bit. And the greatest art artists um, always do that. Always yeah. do that. I always see they've pushed the envelope in, yeah. in their own craft and, and the wider craft as well. Well, and like, w- that's what we were saying earlier is like, as musicians, we never want to peak. We want to always be growing and learning and getting better and, you know, taking in what's around us. So, I mean, why would we just stay in one place and do mm. one, only one thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, the, so that brings me to my next question. So, like, you have this Western <coughs> training in composing and piano yeah. playing and flute. Um, but you've worked with Bollywood composers. you worked with Vishal and Shekhar. Oh, yeah. So yeah. how did, like, how was that experience? It was so... It was super cool and it was so like I will not I'll never forget that experience and I just like was <laughs> I'm so awkward. No, um, that's cool. And so what happened was they were looking for a keyboardist for their US tour. Something happened in India they were, and they were coming to the US. And um 
my name got referred to their manager and we had sent they had someone had sent some one of my youtube videos and um so the manager heard it and we're like okay let's let's hire her so they sent me like 50 songs and yeah. i had to learn them all by ear yep. oh my goodness in a day that's how the, that's how we and it, that's how I, <laughs> yeah yeah and it but like the thing is i've been listening to vishal shaker's music for years like since okay. the very yeah. beginning so i like knew most of yeah. the songs and um but yeah i prepped like that entire it was like you know all day listening and making sure i know every song because for keys you're you're the one doing all the chords and mm. the chord changes and um and then th yeah we did two shows we did one in new jersey and one in san francisco close to san francisco and it was such an incredible experience those musicians are so incredible like yeah, yeah. so and the, i mean vishal and jager are so i mean they're they're like yeah they're the hollywood the, top yeah. yeah right so and they were super super kind and it was a yeah so how many you did how many cities did you do it was two cities okay. um and yeah i mean it was like back to back but i mean i will not forget that experience that's because cool. you ha because that's really being put on the spot like yeah. you need to know your stuff and you need to know the songs and um and you know at that at, when we were on stage too like I still remember they, you know, they like switched the order of something and you have to be on it. Of course. Because yeah. there's like everyone's in the audience. So, um, but it was a great experience. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. And then I saw like uh, that you got to like open for Obama somewhere. Oh, is that the, oh gosh, I was in college. It was for the inaugural ball oh, when he had wow. gotten um, uh, elected. elected. And it was one of the inaugural balls in Washington, D.C. So I had, I had played piano there. Uh, that was one thing. I mean, going to school in D.C., I had one. I wanted to be in a city and um, it was such a great experience because like the city gives you opportunities that you wouldn't yeah, you have elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. So That's cool. So was, what did you what did you play there? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was, That's was cool. a very long time. How ago. long did you play? Um, it was like, you know, five minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's like one piece. Yeah. Yeah. But that's still great. That's amazing. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It was Cause cool. there's like two ways we do some of these gigs, right? Where like, like we did that Elysium thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you, you tell a story like to, especially to like Indians. Yeah. They go crazy. Right. You're like basically Obama's like agenda came from Rashi's piano. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, like, like this, do it this in the like you know you have that telephone game where you tell us someone a story and then it keeps changing. Tell us Rashi's story. How Punjabi Please tell us Rashi's story. How Punjabi would tell you. Like I mean, I can tell our Elysium story. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell that in the like in the, uh, we in the Punjabi way. Well, let me first say what happened. We. <laughs> We played, uh, it's this, what's it called? The Art of Elysium the Fundraising Dinner. The Art of Elysium Dinner. Fundraising, yeah. Something like that. We did a small set, like 15, 20 minutes, with uh, Ginger Shankar on double violin, her on Santur, me on tabla. And uh, it's Linda Perry's being <coughs> honored. So she wrote Christina Aguilera's Beautiful. Everybody is there. Like Elijah Wood, Johnny Depp, Amber mm -hmm. Heard, like Steven Tyler. Yeah, he was singing. The Westworld Girl, was, she sang a song. Um... Three barrels. She's got a three a name. I can't remember any of the names. So. <laughs> She's the star of Westworld. We need to ask Amrita. Um, Awkward in the there's like <laughs> it was just the whole place is celebrities. Like yeah, it was normal just people can't get it. Right. Mark Mothersbaugh was there, and I was such an idiot. That's a sort you were of, you were yeah uh, fanboy. Huh? No, we didn't actually know what he looked like. I didn't like. know who he was. Oh. Like, I didn't know that he looked like that. He right. just came <laughs> up to us and he was like, "Hey, that was really gay." He took her number because he's like, "Oh, maybe I'll use some through one day." 
And then uh, he started talking about like how he thinks it's great and that we should like we should go adopt Indian children and like it was just really he weird. went off on a strange tangent and he was like some because somebody was calling us yeah as somebody well. was calling us that we had like we, we had to, to go, go in inside now. we won't be able to get in to and he's chatting to us. I'm like, um, 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 we, um, um. Oh my yeah. God. So all these celebrities like come up to you and they're like, that was great. Right. And then some, some of them take your number. Right. And it doesn't mean anything. Right. You, Johnny Depp called her beautiful. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Took a picture. Yeah. And, uh, so that's the story. It was a small 15 so minute stuff. Yeah. Right. This is the actual 15 minutes story. that, uh, people say you're great, but right. then they don't, that doesn't mean anything. That's just their way of saying whatever, right? Where's the just food? Something, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Okay, thank no, you. No, they wouldn't say it. Good job. Now, when I tell this story, like to Indians, <laughs> it's a whole different. It's different. Game. Wait, so I, I can't. How do I do this? Like, wait, how do you do it in non-Punjabi? Yeah, I have to do this you can in do Punjabi. It. You can do it. Can you? Yeah, do it in Punjabi. Do you, do you understand? Translate. Yeah, I, I. Do you know how many Punjabi friends I have? So if I do this story in Punjabi, I would be like, "Baji, I see you perform Kittazi." The pura Hollywood like that all of Hollywood was sitting there just to listen to us. And then they all came up to us and they said, Kya can it kya bat? Like, right? Oh my god. So the story I use the same words. You did. But the emphasis changes. And then so like this, like this happens a lot, like with musicians. You'll hear them Not tell stories. Punjabi, like, oh, like no, the, it's in all Indian. Indian. <laughs> yeah. Like because yeah, they, they some of them do do crazy gigs, like, oh, I played at the UN the, the Nobel Peace Prize thing or whatever, Which right? They do. And like that they're just filling up a slot. Like, yeah, it's an honor. Like I would right. I would love to go, right? It's an honor. But again, you're just filling up a slot. You're, I mean, yeah. You're not there to get a Nobel Peace Prize. The other guy is. Right. But then they'll make it seem as if, mm-hmm. like... They're all that serious. Yeah. Of course. And I, I mean, I'm sure it happens on the Western side, too. I'm sure. Yeah. But, but it's, it's just funny. These things happen, like, they show up on a resume. And then, so we, and then we have to include them in our bios. Because if I said, like, oh, we played Rag Budi at Tanashri in Japtal, and it was the greatest performance ever, they're like, yeah, who cares? But, like, the Stephen... Like Elijah Wood came, like Lord of right. the Rings dude, the Hobbit dude came up to me and said, that was great. Right. That's in the bio. I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> that, and then all, that. that's all people will remember about you. Yeah. Right. They don't care about the other stuff. The actual stuff. Yeah. This industry is funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, We're all storytelling. <laughs> it's all storytelling. So you also, so let's, let's change topics again. You did, you did some music for a PBS a series the me last now year one. yeah that was my first <clears throat> television credit as a composer oh, wow. um which was super exciting was yeah and that's was, a very relevant yeah, movement very it relevant. is um and it, you know it just it, it's crazy again with this industry it's all like through reference you know i had done a project with somebody then that person referred me to some you know someone else for something else for some mm-hmm. and then someone else and then that person referred me for the pbs uh show and it was like a five episode series and i mean they tackled a lot of serious issues but um you know the the i mean it's not like the score was the the forefront of the right it's a background score but it was such a great experience to be able to compose for that and Mm. say you know that was that's my name there in the credits yeah Uh, Yeah, definitely i mean uh, we still get like whenever you see your name in the credits like it's it's pretty exciting exciting. yeah Yeah. So, and it, I mean, like, I've been working now in television for over two years, but that was the first one that was like composer, you yeah. know? So it was cool. Yeah. And then the fact that it was like, you know, for the Me Too movement. Yeah. Like, I mean, and because I watched the episodes and, 
the i mean it's it's sometimes it's really hard to watch those yeah. uh those discuss or listen to those discussions and but i think it's so important because it's you know it's providing a voice to people who may not be able to talk about those issues so right. so it was great yeah yeah so i mean in our indian classical world i mean maybe we're getting a bit serious now but it's okay uh this discussion I, needs to happen this discussion needs to happen it hasn't hit yet yeah and i as a third party know of stories um you know like a rumor like so-and-so did this so-and-so did that those are third party then i also have where like i know the victims directly and they've told me stories so that's what second person yeah but then it's not my i don't think i'm <clears throat> like we're i'm supposed to say anything uh hey man i'm first person yeah, happened yeah. to me mm, yeah it's bullcrap this whole industry but for some reason, it hasn't hit the Indian classical world. It did a bit the South Indian, right? So Carnatic, yeah, Carnatic got hit, um, and and they took action. Like there was, oh wow, they took action. They uh, canceled a bunch of festival performances. They I did not said know that, that you were banned from these festivals to people that had been accused. And there's, um, but it's so so, like I think in the West there's like you know a producer or a director, or. Uh, like a superior officer or whatever it is in Indian classical, there's like your ustad and like your mm. guru. So that relationship is even completely, completely different. even harder. Yeah. yeah. And then like, there's the other musicians that you work with. And then like this, whole, the whole notion of respect to your elders or whatnot. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's a conversation that should happen. And it's, I'm, I'm sure like, it's like difficult to navigate, you know, I've yeah. never had like, see, I, yeah, I've never had that kind of, experience yeah so it's tough it's such a difficult topic to tackle and then and then also and yeah. culture as well culturally I, yeah yeah I like i i mean i think me she too. only told me her story um last year yeah last year because we were booked for a gig and i said yes and the op the the guy that was doing the first half uh there was a there's a story there with Kamal G. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I said, do you want to cancel the gig? Like, you know, we can cancel. And this is pre the sort of the movement. And so I said, do you want to cancel the gig? And she's like, hell no. Like, he'll win then. Mm -hmm. So we went and destroyed there. <laughs> yeah, we did. And Good. like she played right with way. fire yeah. there. Um, but this discussion still part yeah. of me wanted like you know had we me to happen yeah. i think it would have been different on that gig i think we would have just announced it on stage or right something. yeah um it's tough i mean but it's it's super hard like because then we would like we would be blacklisted but then who cares like you know yeah not that famous and like, no. we're not gonna get that famous <laughs> you know at the end of the day <laughs> what i realized is uh, there there's one instance and i'm being so candid one instance where there was um uh, there was a guy who was making very inappropriate comments and it was for some, it was for a show. And I literally like, you know, when someone says something to you, You're you like, shock. you, yeah, exactly. And I, I, I wasn't expecting it because yeah. I was like hired for, for a show and like for, for my craft. And, yeah. um, I was so taken aback by the comment that I, I, it took a few seconds for me to like collect myself and i just remember saying this like this is not okay and i left and i went to the the higher up and i said look i was hired here for a job 
and I'm doing my job. You need to fix this. You need to make sure that this man does not talk to me like this. And, and then he later apologized because, and, and you know what? I did a damn good job at that. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) You know, but like, I, I think it's like finding the balance of like, you know, like can you stick up for yourself and say something but there's so many instances where you can't you can't say anything yeah and and i think that that's why the whole me too movement is so important because i feel like there are a lot of people who are are like either afraid they can't say something or they just actually are unable to say anything Mm -hmm. and that's why i mean even like that doing doing the series in whichever capacity as even as a composer I was glad to be connected to that series. Yeah, because, because you're, you know, you're on, this you're on is the good an issue. Side of it. Yeah, this is an issue, and it needs to be. Yeah, it definitely there needs to be a conversation, a dialogue, but even more so, there there needs to be some consequences for these actions. You know, I mean, Absolutely. that's the issue, and it shouldn't be that the victim is blacklisted or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. you know. Um, but again, it's a mentality thing, and I feel like yeah, the I mean, conversations I, are yeah, helping. At that time, Me Too hadn't happened. Right. Right. It hadn't really same with broke. Me, yeah, same. And so we didn't even. I mean, I'm not. Who to even for, tell? Like right. we, we, we didn't think listen. it was an option right. to yeah. like do anything or say anything. It was either cancel the gig or to do the gig. Right. And then now, I, in hindsight, like had right, I think we should have just like announced it from stage or yeah, something or scream from the rooftops. Okay. I mean, yeah. you know, I feel like every every circ- you every you go through life and you know, yeah. you, you learn from each experience and you know what? Maybe maybe yeah. you weren't supposed to say something at that time and yeah. that's why you didn't. But I think it's good that the conversations are happening now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely do our part to sort of keep other people away totally. from that person. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's it's a rough topic and really, for some and yeah. I don't know why it doesn't it hasn't hit our industry yet. I don't know. Like if it's it like would, in, we live in a bubble or something. I, I don't know if anyone would even listen because it's just culturally, right? I would listen. Yeah, but you're from know. here. The Indian classical world. True. It wasn't born here. It was born in India, and there's lots of um, hierarchies in families and the way you speak to people. You said we've got yeah. to respect this so and so and that so and so just because. So you can't even like. Um, I would yeah. can't even talk to their husbands by I mean, saying we their have, name. We have a daughter, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever want her to feel that she would have to like suppress her story or whatever. But I feel like now more than ever is like it. It's a good thing that because remember years ago, yeah, people couldn't even have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I think it's a step in the right direction. Definitely. Definitely. So let's uh, take a break from such a serious (laughs) topic. We made it a big U-turn there. We did. Or a big turn there. Let's listen to. This is probably the perfect track to get us out of this mode. <laughs> Which one? Let's listen to Zen. Okay. Because we need some Zen right now. And we're back. That was Zen from Rashi's EP. Beautiful, that was beautiful. I love that track. Thank you. Like that yeah. the, when when I heard that for the first time last night, it it, it made Kinda me well tear up. Oh yeah. really? <laughs> I did. Yeah. It's it's so beautiful. Like and what I like about it is is. The, the layers of like the strings, the voices, the, the Raginder, the violin player, he's awesome on it. Um, but you keep it just like emotional and, and I don't want to use the word simple. Yeah. But like but it's, it's simple. They're simple. You're yeah, not doing simplicity. like thons. You're not no, doing like any. Because like, it's Zen. Yeah, it's Zen. You're supposed to be mm, Zen. Yeah, yeah. This is the music I like. Like Nice. I Me love too. this stuff. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. So we talked about earlier like what 
what we're drawn to is the music that makes you cry. I mean, same, you know, I mean, yeah. and he, even with like piano pieces that I would play, I would all, I, I would be playing like a Chopin, I don't know, etude or something. And I would at, be crying at the end of it because, you know, you're kind of putting everything yeah. you have into it. So I, yeah, that I actually wrote that one. Um, when I was, I mean, okay. I think we, all musicians go through this where you're you know it's very up and down and you're very you feel really privileged that you can do this as a job and everything but there is a lot of up and down and a lot of up and down emotions and um and i wrote that during a time when i was like okay you know what whatever happens it's it's all gonna work out (laughs) so then i i you know created zen (laughs) no it's yeah i i mean you say that story but like yeah there is like you know there's There's a progression there's a progression and then there's like hope yeah and it, it is telling a story. I love that. I like. I want to hear more like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Second album. I can't wait. When is that coming out? I don't want to say the date, yet? but I'm aiming for this year because okay, this year? yeah, because I feel like if I keep delaying it, you know, we're all it's artists, and we're like, happen. oh, it's yeah. not good. You know, I can do it better. Yeah. I can, I can do, do it better. better. You should hear our story about <laughs> oh our album. Oh my god, <laughs> we have Jeez. so many tracks we haven't finished because like we're gonna get better. Oh, I can do this so much better now. Uh, this like, is, I think, a perennial. We problem. just we just did uh, so she, she like we just did a track with uh, Jesse Bannister. Okay. Um, he's yeah, a saxophone player saxophone from the UK, and, and another again, just like pure emotion. Yeah, right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so she she does all her bits, and then she sends the she made the composition and everything, and she sent him the, to record a saxophone solo on top, and plus do a little uh, layering underneath. Yeah. Nice. And she, it comes back, and she's like, You know what? I I'm reading. I'm starting over. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> I'm there. She's like, his solo was so good that she's world, like. Man. Right. I can do it now. I can do it. Yeah. She's Seven like, that was in. recorded a couple of years ago, like, or a few years ago. Like, I can do it now. Uh, now that I've had, like, kids and, like, I've, I have right? a different perspective on life, yeah. I can redo it. That makes a difference, too, <laughs> yeah. don't you think? Oh, that, for like, sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Our whole life has changed. Right? Completely since yeah. Since you've had kids. And our, and our music is different. Um, like, our preparation, our riyaz, it's all different. It's all different. So, so different. Yeah. But I think that's, again, what we were saying is, like, yeah. you want to keep evolving as yeah. artists. You never want it to stay. Because then it becomes stale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited because the next album is going to be very much. It's going to be very piano heavy, very emotional. Um, and I'm, incorpor- I'm going to, of course, incorporate live instruments but also like electronic i'm gonna actually i'm not gonna see anymore <laughs> you'll well, have to hear it when it comes you'll out. have to come back and uh, we'll have to listen to it on the show right? yeah oh, promote it on the thank show you. you're thank you. you're welcome back anytime thanks guys and then if you need some emotional santura on that album <laughs> now that hey. i've met you guys like i can you know i'm excited yeah oh i'm gonna be good <laughs> i'm gonna be yeah, calling you guys. it's all good fantastic <laughs> um so you have a, a another project i think that's debuting well, by the time this airs, it'll, it'll have to be deb- mm-hmm. debuted. But you have something uh, on the CW? I do. Oh, um, <laughs> so the CW, um, I work on this show called Legends of Tomorrow. And um, I'm, I work with uh, composer Blake Neely and uh, Daniel James Chan. They both composed the score for Legends of Tomorrow. So Legends of Tomorrow is part of the Arrowverse with Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl. Wow. So um, I've been working with Blake for over two years and um and so this last season of legends um i've been writing additional music and so this was back in i think i don't know october early october uh they were saying that they're going to do a bollywood 
musical number. So then Daniel approached me and said, hey, is this something you'd be interested in doing? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. This is what I know. <laughs> so I demoed, I sent some of my music and I got the job. And, um, and it was, I mean, it was a very fast turnaround to, because it, it, it's an, it's an act. And I, I'm like, I can say this now because it'll be out by yeah. then, but, um, it's an entire act. So not only is it the song, but there's dialogue embedded in between. So when I was creating the song, I had to structure it in a way that there are musical interludes that are long enough for the dialogue. So the director would be like, I need 20 seconds of music while these people are talking during this section. So then I had to be like, okay, how many measures of music is that? How can I make it a musical phrase so that it goes to the next section? Mm. So it was like kind of like a math puzzle. Um, and then, you know, with Bollywood songs, it's like, Bollywood songs are not like just four chord progressions. They're very yeah. complex. So, oh, I, yeah. right. So I, when I was doing this, they said they, they also wanted like the, the producers and the writers were saying like, don't, you know, we want it to also be kind of Broadway pop Bollywood. I was yeah, like, this you is, gotta mix this it is all. yeah. And cause it has to appeal to a, a mass audience. Right. Mm. So it was, that was fun because that's kind of, you know, I also, I, I, in, in, uh, middle school and high school, I was in the pit orchestra for musicals. I would accompany my sister. Like, it was like all stuff I've grown up with. Yeah. Um, so I'm rambling, but no, 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 no. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, keep going. So we, you know, I structured it because then they were shooting it. I, I had to record all the, the actors, uh, they Skyped in from Vancouver um and then I like comped their best takes and I had like the you know an outline of how it's going to be it was good enough for them to dance to and like record the the episode and then after that I had time to finesse and like you know play in whatever I wanted then I started orchestrating for the orchestra we had strings two woodwinds and then I I hired um Raginder on violin Robin on tabla and Rajiv on sitar and um and then we recorded at Capitol Records. The, oh, yeah. the, it was and she it, did a session there with the, yeah, the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book uh, yeah. It's the cool, isn't it? The <laughs> yeah, coolest venue. So right. Check this out. Like they put this mic over Gumbaljit Santur. Oh my god! I like it it's like literally <laughs> up. Yes. It's, oh it's like up, it's up all the way. It's like up, way up there. No, mm -hmm. And she's like it's tuning. Dun, 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 dun. Hi, yeah, she, and then I was like, he was in the room. So I'm in the control right? room, and I was like, uh, "What kind of mic is that?" And then he gives me the name. I forgot it now. I Google it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I Google it, run. and right? it was like forty-five thousand dollar mic. Right. <laughs> it's and an it, instant. Oh, it's insane how I mean, but it's the room is so great. Yeah, and the like because the experience yeah. was, yeah, and then yeah, it's sound, and then uh, uh, Neelamjit had like uh, done the strings, I think, or he had uh, he was the Indian consultant for the strings. I forget yeah. his exact title. But they were playing like, you know, this like 60 piece string and it was like gorgeous. Lush, yeah. And then the way it sounded in the control room. Right. Oh my God. It was so. It, that room was amazing. It's an experience. <laughs> it, and, and that, and it, this was like kind of a, it was like a milestone for me because it was the first time I was a, like, conducting my original song wow. on that stage. And my mom came oh, <laughs> and, wow. and, um, and we recorded the soloist a little bit earlier in the week. And, um, and so it was just such a process from beginning to end because there's so many moving parts, you know, and this is the first time they've done a Bollywood number. Um, so it's, yeah, it's when it airs, um, I hope people like it, but it was, no, that's awesome. We're all looking so forward fun. to it. It was yes. so fun. And you know, it's like, 
when you've grown up on Bollywood and you know you know how the riffs are and you know you can add that in. Did, did you have like a particular like influence that you were trying to <clears throat> model it off of in Bollywood or just sort of no, the general? It, no, I, I didn't. I didn't want to listen to anything. Okay. I just had the script. So when I was reading the the script, I would go through the lyrics and there was a specific kind of cadence when I was reading it. So that kind of became my my cadence. And then I just went to the piano and I started you know, following the lyrics and just playing and jamming and I, whatever felt right, that's, then I started to build off that. And then once you have the structure down at the piano, then you go and you start programming all the instruments in yeah. and that's where you kind of flesh everything out. I think that takes the longest time, yeah. but, um, you know, then you started, you just start playing around with, uh, different sounds and different instruments. And because I've worked on the show, this is my third season working on the show. I didn't want this song to like, sound like completely different oh, okay. you wanted it to be related i wanted it to yeah because you know blake and daniel have created a, a certain soundscape for the show so i i pulled in some of those sounds in the song so that it you know it, it sounds like a legend's song yeah. um so it's exciting let's see what happens no, we're all excited <laughs> too awesome. i want to yeah. see it yeah, yeah. we're really looking forward to it april 15th <laughs> on the cw yeah yeah um so I think we should wrap up the the radio part. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in on Ruckus Avenue and Dash Radio. Let we can continue a little bit over time for our podcast. Yep. Um, but before we do that, um, Rashi, why don't you tell us where people can find you? Oh God. Okay. Do you uh, remember? I never remember. <laughs> I mean, do you mean just like online? Social media. Yeah. It's all you know, all the same stuff. It's my website is RashiKulkarni.com. You know, YouTube. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. I think it's Rashi the same. Kukuni. Cool. Same for everyone. And then you guys can look us up at absolutefocus.co and all our social media handles are there. Um, so th thank you very much, Rashi, for coming. Thanks for having pleasure. me. Okay, we're, we're back in like our overtime for our podcast. Um, welcome, welcome. So yeah, like you're working for Blake Neely. Like, what is that like? So when you, where are you, you going into an office? You're going into a studio. It's where a are you studio. going? Studio. Yeah, he has a private studio, and you know. And you got a desk. What, yeah, you got a computer. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, I have my <laughs> I have my own room, my own rig, um, and that's where I work all day. My so little what, bubble. What's in your rig? What are you What are you using? I don't know if I can give like all the the secrets away. Okay. But uh, <laughs> but I work in Logic okay. at, at work and also at home and um and pro tools um and then ableton whenever we need beats and or whatever okay cool yeah yeah, use, uh, yeah we we do some we do all our stuff in logic yeah because yeah, we don't um, have enough time to do you like logic i'm just i always ask people like do they like do they like the daw that they're using so i've used cubase and i've used pro tools so the pro tools that i use seemed outdated to me that's probably because i was in a crappy studios i don't remember okay which uh, version it was I've like it was at the studio, the at, well, I shouldn't say it, at the university, but it was the studio at our university and uh, uh, coming from Logic X and then I went back to Pro Tools and I was like, this is terrible. Mm. But it was probably because the university did an upgrade. Um, I I liked it. I think they're all the same. Yeah. If, like the one that you get good at, do that. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I use Logic because that's what I've been using, but I've used all of them. Um, I feel like there's there's different uh different things in each dot that's like 
you know, yeah. this is, you know, like, Cubase yeah, like Cubase is good for this. Like, you know, Logic is good for this. Yeah. But yeah, they're, I mean, they're all the same. And I don't think I, we ever got to a place that we're so good. Like I've seen the guys that don't use the mouse because they oh, know, know the they're they're right. just like you know left right. right. at work that's yeah. how i am because like yeah. we have you know shortcuts and i have to be fast because yeah. we have so many shows so yeah we're not there <laughs> but no i mean it was a learning curve i had yeah. you know I, I i only got to that level because i was doing it every day and i yeah. do it every day so, so how do you feel like uh do you feel that that's like your instrument and that like you feel proud that you're a badass at this or would yeah. you rather just be playing piano no i mean you know at the end of the day i i love i love again storytelling and i love writing to picture because when you're watch think about it if we're watching something and there was nothing oh like, yeah we've seen the yeah. sessions right we do sessions and when it comes to us i was yeah. like how did you even think to put something underneath exactly this? Yeah. like i yeah. love scoring to picture i mean i don't think that anyone would you know go into film scoring if they hated yeah. it it's like because you really want to do it um and i just love that that idea of like you're helping tell this story because at the end of the day stories are really what what connect all of us we're able to like the one thing i think is amazing is there can be a story that's in india that we would have never known about but someone makes a film about it yeah. and it reaches so many people and that's so powerful. I think right. stories need to be told. We're all storytellers. Of course, yeah. So that's why I think it's so important. And I think music, again, it it gives that emotion that, you know, maybe words cannot, you know, provide that context. So the music does. Yeah. So I love it. I mean, I geek out on scoring for a picture. Um, but again, I don't, I don't think that like, you know, if you do one that, you know, you don't, you don't yeah, do yeah. the other. I and I didn't, yeah, and my yeah. question, I didn't mean like that. The oh, scoring like, part, I meant right. the technical, oh, like yeah. that I'm good at like alt F2 or whatever. Oh, like. right, right. I mean, you know, I will say like I I was not uh, an expert on the tech side of things. When I first started scoring for picture, it was in 2011. I had graduated and I was like, I want to do this, but I needed to build a reel. So at that time, I was like taking uh, classes on Lynda.com and Pro Tools and Logic, yeah. YouTube tutorials, everything that I could to just learn mm. and then just do it. You know, you just learn by doing it. And um, and then in school, of course, big learning curve. But it wasn't until I started working for Blake. Um, he's such a great mentor. And the whole team that I work with, everyone's so helpful. And I feel like if we... In this industry, you have to be tech savvy. Yeah. Like you, you just have to know how to. Yeah, use it's strange. It. Like, it's, nobody told me that as like part of my tabla training. I have to know like right. Adobe Premiere. I got to know Logic X. Yeah. I gotta, right. Like I, I got all these slate like analog uh, synthesizing plugins yeah. and, and like then the design all side. The, yeah. Then the, she does all the graphic designing. Yeah. Like, but it's <laughs> that's but, what we got to do. But but on the other side, on the flip side, it's like so cool because then you take everything that you're learning on the tech side and then apply it to your tabla yeah. and then create something that, you know, you wouldn't have otherwise created with just the tabla. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that, there's a perfect example of that. Like, we haven't done this yet, but, like, we had this idea for this music video of, like, for me to play a tabla solo, but, like, the tabla solo is, like, normal. That's the normal right. part. And then it was the filming aspect that would be right. completely different. And then just to bring something new I agree. and fresh, and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but, but it was the technical thing that, popped the Absolutely. idea into my brain yeah i think it's great I, and i want to keep 
learning uh, on the tech side of things and get the chops up on there but um but knock on wood they're they're pretty good now <laughs> no <laughs> that's great I, you know yeah just that's great it's and it's it's a you know it's like a when you do something every day obviously then it becomes uh second nature so yeah so something like zen like what did um like how i don't how do you write your layers so i can tell you from our side right yeah our training is very sort of individualistic it's about your instrument and whatnot and then, and then in those ear training exercises or like the history lessons that we got at like fast food restaurants or denny's at three in the morning like that's <laughs> um that's where you kind of learned about what all these different layers in music are and how they work together and how the interludes come and how this piece connects to that piece um so how do you like so for zen how did you put your layers together like oh, where do you start are we getting like techie if you want or if you you're like this is boring this cool no time. oh i mean oh yeah i'm just making sure yeah i mean in terms of like where do you start and like, like did you know I that it was going to be like that or did, yeah. you, did it evolve no yeah i for that i had i wanted it to be like a choir kind of feel um and you know i pro i mix and produce my own stuff so i you know recorded the first line but um, again, I always go to the piano to f figure out yeah. like the chord progression that I want. So then I like, you know, I had the chord progression and I think for this one, I actually like wrote out, uh, whole notes for where I'm going to go, like each, each, uh, chord. And then I recorded each line, but then, you know, you start panning, you want it to, you know, it's all about how you want it to sound in your mix and where you want things to sit, you know? Yeah. Um, and then. And I knew I knew I wanted Reginder on there, and then I, I had cello on that one, I believe. Yeah, too. there was cello. Um, that's Akshaya Tucker, Shankar's sister. Oh, okay. And um, I knew exactly what I wanted them to do and play, so I wrote out their parts because you know you start humming ideas or you start thinking of ideas, and you'll play them in, but you know in your head that you know it's like, it has to be this instrument, you know. So. Um, is that the question? <laughs> no, no, yeah, that is, yes, yeah. Yeah. Just whatever, yeah, whatever came into your brain, that's... Yeah, I think, like, you know, when you start, when you sit down, you start creating, you know, you start with the one idea, and then you start building around it, and then uh, then it starts evolving, you're like, mm, maybe I can, what if I had this? You know, it's all experimentation, yeah. right? And that's what the software, like, lets us do. Yeah, for sure. Because you're just like, oh, will a harp work here? Nope. <laughs> exactly, that, right? like, totally, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And, and, and the beauty of like working with, with real musicians is you can kind of, you know, say like, oh, let's try this. Yeah. And then if that, you know, or like, can you play it this way? And I think that makes a difference too, because obviously samples cannot uh, replicate what a real person yeah, can do. Uh, so I'm, I'm so about ha like always having some kind of live <laughs> element yeah and it comes through because that's where you get the emotion yeah. you know as much as you would like try to play in strings with a, a sample you can get it to sound pretty good but it will never sound as good as a real person right. you know so how many layers of strings were there I, there was cello there was rugin there but i felt there was yeah that's those are the samples okay. yeah so like i filled it out with uh strings and you know then you do modulation you do volume all that good stuff so that you feel like there's an ebb and flow as a real string orchestra would play. Uh, and then I had uh, cello and violin on top and bottom. So that was it's awesome. kind of all filled out. Yeah. And you do it all like mixing, mastering, like it's all you? Mastering, I won't do by myself. Um, 
mixing and produ- like producing and mixing everything yeah. and playing everything in, I will do that just because I'm way too nitpicky to, <laughs> you yeah. know, because it's, your, it's, it's if you have an idea in your mind, you just want to do it, right? Uh, for mastering, though, I would always go to a professional because like for an album you you want everything to you know yeah work together exactly it's like they're adding the sparkle so Mm. i'll always get it mastered by a professional yeah yeah it's gorgeous i want to hear more thanks (laughs) oh god you know and that's see that's the other thing is like you know finding the time to create for yourself yeah because you it's yeah you're on tv shows and like yeah. yeah and i mean and i love it but like i've written more uh, pieces kind of like zen where it's just very emotional and because i feel like that's like that's kind of your release right when mm. you're when you're playing your instrument that's kind of your outlet yeah so that's how you're able to get out everything i feel like when i was a kid even when i was sad when i was happy when i was whatever you know, yeah. i would just go to the piano yeah. right that, that same with me i would just go to the tabla right whatever. and that's your way yeah whatever the situation was it would just go to the tabla. <laughs> like you know, if my parents heard banging on them, oh, she's not very happy today. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> or if they hear something like super fun, like, oh, okay. But yeah, it's, a, it's just, a, it's an extension of us, I think, right? Yeah. Our instruments are an extension of us. So you want it to be emotional. Yeah. Right? I sometimes like, uh, I don't know if you guys have this this issue, but like sometimes I, I, Dabla, I, sometimes I want a melodic uh, outlet. Yeah. So I, I mean, I can express things in tabla, like, you know, with, I can express sadness and I can express happiness and all that, like, right, depending like on what the situation is. I can do that. But sometimes you want like, that's why a lot of, most tabla players sing. Most or they play in his, so, do you sing? So absolutely. Huh? So it's all in my head, like, so Kamaljeet <laughs> is my musical outlet. So that's he's great. like, he's trying to like, yeah. I have so to, the like, first bridge. couple of years, He'll be like, do I, it like this. I'm like, like, no, that 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 doesn't work. Like, right. don't do that. Do this, and then I can't sing, right? So, and so then I can't sing. I can't convey it. I can't convey it, right? So, right. I mean, I can play the harmonium. So then that we did that a little bit. Well, that's great. But like, now she figured out our my how to get in there Finally and suck out what I'm about. actually talking about. <laughs> she took me a while. But yeah, I, I, like, so do you guys have? Uh, the opposite. You're like, I just want to like play something really. I guess you can do the, yeah, rhythmic or. You play a piano though, so yeah. you can go rhythmic. So you guys pretty, could do right? both, huh? <laughs> All right, so it's a terrible question. question. Yeah. That was just my deficit, I guess. I had a question though. Yeah. When you um, do you always get temp music when you get given something? Uh, it depends on the project. So, I aside from the well, the television shows we do, um, but. When I'm working on my own projects, sometimes my directors will temp it with stuff that they liked. Um, but sometimes, you know, depending on how early I'm brought on, um, the you know, because they know temp love is a thing, you know. Like, oh, so, yeah. Like oh if they, We've seen it, dude. Oh, right? They're like, we temp this with like Hans Zimmer's Inception. Right. Can oh, you yeah, do that? I mean, I and here's like the smallest budget ever. Can you do that? And you're like, no. <laughs> but wait, if, if people don't know what temp is, we can. So temp music is, you know, uh, pre-existing music that they put in to the scene (laughs) right and it's and it's usually done before the composer is brought on and it's like the vibe that they want but yeah a lot of time because they've seen it and and, yeah they love it and so it's temp love um (laughs) yeah no it it really depends on because i've had some directors who 
literally wanted me to write whatever was like the temp but I've also had directors who um when they just let me do my thing which I loved you know because like they let me watch the film as is and then whatever I thought of when I was watching the picture they let me create the soundscape so it really depends so when let's say you watch something Mm -hmm. whatever it is a car chase scene or whatever it is and what comes in what are you doing in your head are you singing? Are you playing piano? What What are you doing? I start thinking of melodies. It's so crazy. No one asked me that question before, but um, I don't know. We do, we're all musicians, right? We all. I feel like it's such a weird thing. Like when I'm watching something, I, all these like ideas will start coming to my head. I'll think I could sometimes think of the whole soundscape. Like, so you're going big, like you think, oh, like yeah. violins and cellos. Totally. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. De- I mean, depending on what it is, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this at this part. And then, you know, with, with film, you know, there's certain things you have to hit. You so know? not only are you thinking of, like, you're not just humming, you're thinking of a violin playing this oh, like, particular oh, piece. Oh, yeah. I mean, or depending so, I mean, on what like, it is. So, I mean, like, for us, I mean, we just, I mean, I think in the is a language, right? So yes. I can... I just speak that language, so that's what I think of. Right. Right. And yeah, then and I'm just and, thinking in sorghum. Yeah, and she's thinking See, in sorghum. It's, so, it's interesting. But yeah. we that but you're thinking in like everything. Everything. I think, <laughs> I think orchestrally. Yeah. I mean That's cool, man. So yeah. or or like that let's say if let's say if it's just a a scene that is very um like like opposite of a car chasing. Let's it's like let's say it's a person like sitting in a room or something, you know, okay. very serious. That's when you're like Oh, this hmm, this is this character's theme. Because I always give the character a theme, right? Um, a, mel- a motif, something that's inherently that character. Mm. That's what I think ties the entire film together. Um, yeah. Because then what I'll do with that theme, and this is where the theory comes in, you'll start morphing the theme, right? You'll make it minor, you'll make it major, you'll flip it upside down, and and whatever the character is going through in the film, that's how you kind of... Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, that's really cool. Because that's what kind of, you know, ties the the film together. The glue, you have to make it kind of like, yeah. you have to make it cohesive. So, yeah. Do you do anything like that on your album? Yeah, I mean, I in songs, yeah. You know, you have a theme and... Um, but I mean like from song, from track to oh, track. Oh, from track to track. Is there it some... Depe- okay, so it depends. So I ha- I'm working, I have um, three movements in one of the... I guess it's three different pieces, but it's, but it's like all part of one thing. So yeah, in that sense, like it's, it all ties together. It's kind of like, you know, like a sonata form where you're like first movement, second movement, third movement. In that sense, I have kind of, um, brought back, you know, this melody in the third movement or just to make it, um, tie together but i feel like the average listener wouldn't even realize it it's just because but i I, even that could be irrelevant like the fact that you did it is what's relevant right that's true very true yeah yeah but i mean we have the the album that we wanted to make like is it's a story that we were going to tell totally story yeah and it was yeah across eight tracks or something like that Mm. that's so great it'll finish you know hopefully Uh, when the kids are 16 no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i always wonder like how um you know the trajectory is like for the ep it's like a sampler but it's a a story because i started out from vulnerability to rising to being strong to enjoying the journey to 
finding peace, finding Zen. Yeah. So that's the, so you did have the arc. That was the arc for the EP. Even though each song did was you know very that different. going in? Uh, yeah, I wanted it to be okay. a story because I'm so in the mindset of like we need to you know arc this story. Mm. Um, but even for the next album, you know, it's all cohesive. The the songs you'll know like when you hear it, it's like oh it's like this is a, it's the same composer, but it, I think they're individual. They're individual emotions, yeah. you know. So. I don't know if the next one is as, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's like a story from A to Z, but I haven't finished it yet. So let's see. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Because we come, yeah, again, from our Indian classical thing, I've been in studios with like some of the greatest classical musicians ever, but that's a different thing, right? Because they're just, they're booking a studio, they're drinking tea. All right, you want to go in? What should we play? Uh, let's do rock garoni. All right, fine. Let's go. And they just go do it. So that's different. But like, you know, our album's not classical. It was a... a, I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask. It was across multiple genres and like... Cool. Like there's a hip hop track. There's a... Uh, a dubstep a track. Bl- a dubstrap trap, a blues track, a string. So what's tying... What's the story? I mean... Us. That's very cool. Oh, I love it. Okay, that's cool. I think that's so cool to incorporate different genres of music yeah. and make it one story yeah for sure because we like all the genres right plus we wanted to like learn how to uh we were on as you said learning on youtube the, the curve of learning is so so epic so that's what our curve was as well yeah we wanted to learn how to do not just the indian classical stuff but oh, i want to make tracks but i don't know how to use logic so uh, right. let me start learning this stuff so i can get good at my storytelling but then oh no i don't know how to make this how would I make this sample work? Hmm. So just learning, learning, knowledge, knowledge. Yeah. Yes. So because we listen to everything, so that's us. Right. I <laughs> so love we it. So wanted to just chuck everything, Put everything in and see in what there. happens. I love it. That's And again, <laughs> that's what makes you different. And that's it's like the beauty of making music. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very cheesy line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what we're going to title this episode. <laughs> Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think... That's a good place. That was a great place to stop because yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for yeah. coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the chat. And oh, you're so welcome good. back anytime. Um, let's like not let this be a one-time thing. For sure. Thank you again. Um, look up Rashi Kulkarni um, on our website and find us at Absolute Focus. And we'll see you guys next time. Yay. Thanks. Bye.